Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Since spring is a natural time to think about detoxification and healing, all month long we've been digging in a little deeper into gut health and how it impacts our overall health and, most importantly, how to improve it. I'm even doing an email education series this month that you may want to sign up for. It will go deeper into the gut and immune system health so that you really have a great understanding. You cannot have a healthy immune system unless you have a healthy gut. So you can go to Good Earth Shop Facebook page to sign up or just email me and I'll make sure you get added. You know, if you want to have the important tools for gut health, that's where you can get it. It's pretty complicated conversation, but I distill it down to key takeaways that you can start including in your everyday life to build your health. So together, you know, we've got to turn around our country's declining health. I think it's really a tragedy that we spend twice as much on health care as any other high-income country, yet we have the lowest life expectancy among those in the high-income countries. And this was before the opioid epidemic. So you know we are much lower now. The U.S. also has the chronic disease burden that is higher than any others and an obesity rate that is two times higher than others. It's actually being referred to as the American health disadvantage. Holy moly, the American health disadvantage. This is just so wrong, and I hope together we can change this. So today I want to talk about the epidemic of autoimmune disease as it relates to gut health. Like Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, he said all disease begins in the gut. So we've got to start there and get it right. On a basic level, autoimmune disease occurs when the body's natural defenses, the immune system, begins to attack the body's own tissues. It can be something mild, like a psoriasis rash, or it can be something painful and life-destroying, like rheumatoid arthritis or dermatomyositis. It can come on quickly and steal your life from you. Researchers have several ideas why this happens, and we want to get to the root cause what the body sees in itself as danger, and why, maybe more importantly, why is this condition increasing in the U.S.? Why on earth would the body attack its own tissues? And why here, in the U.S. especially? Well, the current thought is that the cell has become damaged and changed, So the body is recognizing it as foreign and wants to clear it out. Like an infection, it sends the immune cells to seek out and destroy the foreign invader, its own cell that it sees as damaged. And to best understand the autoimmune condition complications, it's important to understand the role of inflammation, especially chronic inflammation that I talk about all the time. Inflammation is a vital response. It's the body's attempt to defend itself against pathogens, heal from an injury, and to help repair or remove damaged tissues. Chronic inflammation, however, worsens the body's ability to recover and recognize foreign invaders, and it puts your body on high alert 
for prolonged periods of time. So this causes lasting damage and the autoimmune response that leads to the body attacking its own healthy cells. So what can damage the cell in the first place so the body is trying to get rid of it? Well, first, we know there are other contributors, but what we also know, the big ones, that cells get damaged by those glycated proteins. Talked about it a couple weeks ago, those AGEs, A-G-E-S, caused from high insulin brought on by a high sugar processed diet, advanced glycation end products, AGEs. You can go back and listen to it a couple weeks ago, but those AGEs cause our cells to rust and become inflamed on a cellular level. Also, oxidated lipids damage cells. Those are the bad fats. Next, toxins in our environment definitely damage our cells, especially xenobiotics that overburden our detox pathways, making our bodies have to clear out huge amount of toxins that we were never intended to have to deal with. Daily, we're exposed to toxins in our water, our air, our garden and household products, our cosmetics, and of course, our diet. We'll go more into that later, but boy, the damage they cause to our cells. Next, stress. Stress-related hormone imbalances. Cortisol, that stress hormone, it's elevated in almost everyone today. You know, used to be just shift workers. Now, we are exposed to so much stress from politics, the pandemic. Everybody is worrying. You've got news 24-7. Some people are overworked. These all play into hormone imbalances. You know, we've all seen someone get very ill after a prolonged period of stress. The immune system is compromised by stress. I actually really expect to see an increase in autoimmune and other diseases from the stress of just the pandemic and being isolated. You know, I I know our stress clinics and I know the hospitalizations from stress and mood disorders It's just epidemic now. So stress absolutely is hard on the immune system. Last thing I want to mention today is the GALT, gut-associated lymphatic tissue. Our gut lining is one cell thick, yet it has 80% of our whole body's immune system. That one cell, that thickness, gets damaged by dysbiosis. That's gut bacteria out of balance. Leaky gut, allowing toxins and inflammatory compounds back into the system. So that causes a chronic low-grade inflammation. And also, it could be chronic low-grade infections of any kind. Bacteria, viral, exposure to mold, parasites. It causes damage that's also associated with autoimmune conditions. Back in the 90s, We started calling it the gut healing protocol, the four R's. Remove, replace, re-inoculate, and repair. Still holds true today. We start that four R program to address and treat GI dysfunction that builds optimal health and digestion. The first step is to reduce or eliminate all the possible irritants including foods, toxins, infections, anything that could be a culprit. 
So, you know, you've got to get rid of the food allergies. That can be done by skin or blood testing. I use the elimination diet. It's better, doesn't cost a dime. But then also food sensitivities not found by testing It's just identified by a really comprehensive elimination diet. You remove the food, you feel better, you put it back in, you feel worse. Other things that may need to be removed as part of the 4R program, caffeine, alcohol, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, those NSAIDs, they really cause leaky gut. And then other things that need to be ruled out with the gut, maybe you need to do a stool analysis that checks for potential infections caused by parasites, yeast, or bacteria, or maybe heavy metals if you think you've had an exposure. Once you're made aware of the things irritating your body's natural digestion, you can begin to better remove them. Everyone feels better when they remove the irritants. Somebody asked me, if they just removed gluten, wouldn't that be enough? I mean, after all, that's hard to remove gluten. And I had to tell her what I tell everybody else. If you're sitting on three tacks and you remove one, are you going to feel all better? No, you got to remove all the tacks, all the toxins, all the bad stuff. Then you're going to feel better, guaranteed. Next, we need to replace. Replace means you're replacing the factors needed to optimize digestion. So that could be enzymes, fiber, vitamins, minerals, amino acids. So digestive enzymes, but then also a really good multivitamin, omega-3s. Digestive enzymes are almost always needed. Next, it's all about restoring the balance of the gut bacteria. Okay, so we're going to restore maybe healthy bacteria because the healthy bacteria is good for immune activity, mood stability, weight management, disease prevention, and communicating with the cells. A way to repopulate the much-needed bacteria is by including probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics, we've all kind of gotten used to that. You know, probiotics are live bacteria found in foods such as unsweetened coconut yogurt, sauerkraut, tempeh, miso, kimchi, and kombucha. They provide a healthy balance of bacteria throughout the digestive tract and aid against a lot of chronic illnesses in the gut. Doesn't take a lot, maybe a few tablespoons a day, usually enough. Prebiotics are a kind of plant fiber that the probiotics use as food or maybe kind of like as a fertilizer. And they love the probiotics. In short, the prebiotics are needed to help the probiotics stay alive and thrive while starving out the unfriendly bacteria. So you can get them in foods like garlic and onion, asparagus, and wheat. You know, we are going to go deep into the prebiotics, probiotics, and the new postbiotics in next week's show. The fourth and last and probably most important step of your gut's restoration is repair. Chronic inflammation and stress really compromise the lining of the gut. One cell thick and, you know, it can get beat up pretty easily. When you don't address that, it's going to lead to further challenges, nutritional deficiencies, and more. So, of course, eating a really good diet, 
rich in all the nutrients, the zinc, the glutamine, and all sorts of things. Your body needs, I call them the fabulous 50, the most important nutrients that aid in combating autoimmune challenges. And plain, just to keep us alive. Your body needs great food. That's the most important player in your health. They are the true biological modifiers. And there's plenty of research that supports this in the most prestigious journals. It is the diet. And just a few of these nutrients that you're going to get in your diet, but maybe you need to supplement too. Vitamin A, vitamin D. Most immune cells have vitamin D receptors and help adjust the balance of the immune responsors. You know, it actually will activate over a thousand genes in your body. Vitamin D is pretty important. Zinc supports the thymus gland and inflammation regulating cells. Really important. But then you have selenium and iodine and all your B vitamins and, and glutathione. Glutathione is a great antioxidant that helps with immune and oxidative stress. You can get it from eating garlic and onions and Brazil nuts and spinach and asparagus, milk thistle, and my favorite, curcumin. You need omega-3 fatty acids. Excess of omega-6 from corn and soy promotes inflammation, so you got to counteract it with a lot of omega-3s. That is really important to really squelch the inflammation and uh, possible autoimmune complication. I could go on and on about the Fabulous 50, but now my favorites are the 25,000 phytonutrients from plants. You know, these are the most important ones, but there's a lot more. You've got your polyphenols from chocolate and berries. You've got the elegic acid from green tea and berries. You've got the resveratrol from grapes. That's so good for your cardiovascular and your, your brain health. You've got the phytoestrogens that protect your bone and your heart from broccoli, carrots, and oranges. You've got the carotenoids, great for your eyes. Lutein and zeaxanthin found in the, in the retina and can decrease your risk of developing macular degeneration by 43%. And according to studies, that is really ongoing. Something else that's also important for all the computer blue screen protection that, that ongoing in the decades ahead, we're going to see how important that was. Flavonoids from berries and kale that protect against cancer and cardiovascular disease, and then the glucosinolates that are similar to the flavonoids in preventing cancer. They're mostly found in the cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, bok choy, uh, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. They play an important role in eliminating toxins in the body by modifying the NRF2 pathway. Huge player in autoimmune. Diet, huge immune modifier over time. It's what you do day in and day out, not what you do once in a while. Autoimmune complications develop over a period of time, just like the healing process doesn't happen overnight. So there are a lot of things in our modern environment that contribute to autoimmune problems. While there may be a small genetic compound, there is not one gene we can look at and say, you are more prone to autoimmune. In fact, autoimmune is increasing every year for the reasons we just talked about. Our genes have not changed. That takes a really, really long time. But it's how our genes are reacting to our present environment that is damaging our cells. And, 
you know, our environment, that's what's really changed. And so we've got to just stop creating and using so many toxins. I like the phrase that says it all, that genes load the gun, but it's the environment that pulls the trigger. You know, you can change a lot in your environment, your diet, your stress, and the toxins you're exposed to. We really want to target all of those challenges rather than just temporarily masking the problem, the symptoms. So you've got all of those things. There you go. A little deeper into autoimmune and the gut really can have a violent, a vibrant, healthy body without a really healthy gut that's needed to absorb and make your essential nutrients and protect us from the toxins and the microbes that need to be eliminated. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something well to help you or someone you love. As always, if you want to listen to this or other shows, you can go to my website, debford.com, or any place you listen to podcasts. Hope you have a great day, and remember, do something really good for yourself.